listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome to episode number 133 this week, we have a pair of guests. We welcome to the show, All Heel Wrestling Commissioner, The Heathen, and The Voice of Violence, No Chill with Phil, Phil Myers Sr. And we'll chat about All Heel Wrestling and Wicked Effin' Wrestling's crossover event this weekend in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, on Sunday, August the 28th. Plus, we'll catch you up on Chicago-style wrestling. Dreamwave Wrestling, Power Entertainment, we'll talk a little NXT, we'll talk a little AEW, and we'll preview some of the shows coming up this weekend. Coming up next, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned! Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to Windy City Slam Podcast. And before we get into a bunch of local stuff, let's take a quick peek at the national scene. AEW CM Punk. Your AEW World Champion, he is set to take on the AEW Interim World Champion, John Moxley, on this week's AEW Dynamite in Cleveland to unify the World Championship. Now, pretty interesting that they're doing this match before All Out because I figured this was going to be your main event to All Out. Now are there going to be some major changes coming up? Will this be kind of a schmoz and then maybe they have this match at all out anyway as the main event? It'll be interesting to see. And there's been a lot of rumbling on the news sites, in the dirt sheets, CM Punk's actions backstage and how he's rubbing some people the wrong way, how he's dissatisfied with AEW. Um, Tell me where you've heard this before. Just rewind about eight and a half years or so. and. Go to January of 2014 and WWE with CM Punk. So I tend to really like CM Punk, but this is a really interesting thing. And uh, it's it's a mess right now. And I have to unpack it a little bit more. And I'm just hearing a lot of different things. And I want to see CM Punk remain as AEW champion. But we'll see what happens with him and John Moxley this week, and as well as the future of AEW heading into All Out. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about All Out next week on the program. NXT Heatwave was this past Tuesday night, and Chicago represented very, very strongly. Newly minted heel Cora J defeats Roxanne Perez, and Tony D'Angelo knocks off Santos Escobar. And that will banish Santos from NXT, which probably means we'll be seeing Santos on either Raw or SmackDown very, very soon. That was a hell of a feud. Probably the feud of the year in NXT between the Tony D'Angelo family and Legado Del Fantasma. The last few months, terrific storytelling, lots of different matches, 
grudge matches here and there. And Tony getting a nice rub in NXT. Great to see one of our local guys do well. And Santos is definitely a main roster talent, and we're going to see that very soon. And thumbs up as well to Cora Jade. We're kind of seeing the darker side of Cora like we did when she was back home as Elena Black. Very excited to see the future of her down there as well. Local wrestling in the area this past Friday night, August the 19th. Chicago Style Wrestling presented Rotten to the Core at the American Legion in Franklin Park. And special thanks once again to our good friend of the show, Steve Arendt, for helping provide some insight and results for this show. The dark match was Alpha Zeta Zeta defeating Death Wish. That was a team of Quinn Wittick and Joey Dalton. And then the usual futures battle world that they have before every show. The Black and Brave Army comes out, disrupts the whole thing, destroys everybody left in the match, and that really, really pissed off the GM, Steve Arendt. And now we head into the main show, where we have a dominant Black and Brave presence as well. In the scramble match to open the show, Cody James, friend of the show, defeats career killer Chris Miller, Adam Stallion, Aaron Stone, and Sierra. And then in the next match, the Black and Brave Army, Jay Marston and Shane Boucher, in a four-way tag team match, they defeat the CSW Tag Team Champions, the Dope Kings, the team of Cypher and Heather Reckless, and the team of Marco Anthony and Sean Mulligan. No titles on the line here in this match. So the Black and Brave Army are not the champions, but they now will probably be angling for a future title match. And during the match, Cypher took out his frustration on Heather Reckless for some of the abuse that he's been getting lately from her. And that got one of the night's loudest pops. And then we had Sky Blue defeating attorney Eric Schultz. And not only defeated him, but all reports say that Sky Blue just went off, destroyed poor Eric Schultz. It was a briefcase on a pole match. And the briefcase contents still remain a mystery, much like the case in Pulp Fiction. At least that's how Steve Arendt put it. And then Black and Brave's Solomon Tupu defeats Acid Jazz convincingly. And then tag team action, the Bruce Brothers reunited Steve Boz and TJ Steele. They defeated Jax Johnson and Ryan Matthews. But apparently Boz may have suffered a shoulder injury during that match. And afterward, Matthews challenged TJ Steele to the first ever I'm Ugly match in September. Should be kind of interesting to see what that entails. Black and Brave made it a complete sweep on the night as Conan Lycan defeats All Day Marche Rocket. And afterwards, all hell broke loose as the Black and Brave Army attacked Marche. And then Jazz and the Dope Kings arrive to save Marche after the match. And now it looks like we may be getting a Survivor Series type four-on-four match between the Black and Brave Army, Jazz, Marche, and the Dope Kings. Should be very interesting. Crazy match and a fun match for a lot of people involved. Team Big Vic Energy. This was Big Mood of Jake Moody and Mateo Valentine, as well as the Ice Pick Vic Capri. They defeat Team Babushka of Mario Pardua and Shelly the Bombshell and their partner, Joy Mayberry. And one of the craziest moments of the night, you had to be there to see it. Vic Capri actually twerked. I mean, Vic Capri, Mr. No-Nonsense, Mr. Serious, actually doing a twerk. Now, there's got to be video on this somewhere. I got to see this. And after the match, Mateo Valentine was a little bit upset. And we're going to see next month at CSW, Mateo Valentine challenging Vic Capri. That should really be interesting. And then WWE legend, WWE alumni, Carlito defeats Iniestra in a crowd-pleasing affair. There were apple spit. Iniestra really showed in this match, but Carlito was just a little bit better in getting the victory. And in your main event, the CSW Championship, 
and we really should be celebrating a new champion right now is Axel Rico actually defeated Joey Jet Avalon to win the CSW championship. But unfortunately, GM Steve Aaron was forced to reverse the decision because unconscious ref Kevin Woods saw Axel inadvertently use Avalon shovel, which Avalon himself was trying to use. Just unfortunate situation. Avalon retains. Axel Rico had the gold in his hands and had it taken away. It's the old dusty finish and really unfortunate, but still a very big star-making moment for Axel Rico. And next month at CSW show on September the 16th, back in Franklin Park, WWE alumni Damian Sandow, a.k.a. Aaron Stevens, will be at the show. This past Saturday, August the 20th, Dreamwave Wrestling returned with the Summer Spectacular, and that show ended up getting shifted to the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle because of rain that day, but they had the show indoors, and the results were as follows. Super Intense, Austin Roberts and Superstar Steve Boz, defeating the four-star heroes of Matt Nix and Chris Castro. Hammerstone defeats Bucky Collins. And in a series of three open challenges, Justin Fowler defeats Bailey Bright, Dakota, and Hunter Holdcraft. And now Fowler was actually accompanied by Zeke Shee, Shelly the Bombshell, and the Ice Pig Fit Capri. And we would see that come to fruition later on in the day as well. In a trios match, those damn Coyotes defeat the Beck family. AEW star Max Caster defeats Eric Cannon. CJ Esparza defeats 12 Gage. The Dodgeball superstar Tyler Pragel defeats Aaron Xavier. And in your main event, the six-man scramble for the vacant Dreamwave Championship, your new Dreamwave Champion, the Ice Pick Vic Capri with Zeke Shi, Justin Fowler, and Shelly the Bombshell at ringside. And he defeated Acid, Marche Rocket, who came out with C-Red, a little bit of a Soul Touches reunion, Hartenbauer, Filth King Brubaker, and Christian Rose. Dreamwave's next show is Trick or Treat, and that'll be back at Luz La Grotto in Peru on Saturday, October the 8th. This past weekend, Saturday, August the 20th, Power Entertainment presented Saturday Night Fights at the T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. Captain Austin Spicoli defeated the Mass Marauder. Tommy McCobb goes over Moondog Murray. In a beauty supply match, Kazile comes out victorious, defeats Mateo Valentine via a KO. Kind of tough to see Mateo go down to one and two in his three beauty supply matches. That's his specialty match, and now he has a losing record in those affairs. Meat Hooks O'Bannon defeats Style and Shane Eaton. Acid Jazz beats Mason Perks. And for the POW Midwest Championship, JPH retains the title in an over-the-top rope battle royal. He ends up winning the match by eliminating Kazile at the very end. After the match, Kazile and Tommy Bacab attack JPH, and then Tiny and Scott Spade come to the aid of JPH. And it got really crazy here. Kazai was about to take a chair to Spade when Mistress Misery saved them. Spade drops Kazai, and then Spade and Tiny issue a challenge to Modern Decay. That's the team name for Kazai and Macabre. That match will take place on September 3rd, back at Rumpoles in Twin Lakes. Going ahead to next weekend shows, Saturday, August the 27th, Black Label Pro returns to Crown Point, RDS Gym, Total Eclipse of the Heart, with special guest, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Black Label Pro Championship, Calvin Tankman takes on the challenge of Crash Jackson in a battle of the beefy big men. And then the Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, with their guiding light, Trevor Outlaw, they take on the Miracle Generation. Marco Stunt returns to Black Label Pro. He'll face Ratty Daddy Cole Radrick. Eric Stevens faces Isaiah Browner. Kevin Koo versus Big Demo. Trisha Dora takes on Warhorse. 
Kevin Blackwood takes on Adam Priest. And there's the BLP Rumble and just some of the names in the match. Xavier Walker, Megabyte Ronnie, will he bring hot dogs? Ellis Crowley, Matt Brannigan, Dan the Dad, Sky Blue from AEW and CSW, former Impact Wrestling star D-Ray 3000, Space Monkey, Trick Davis, Mickey Knuckles, and Brogan Finley. Just a few of the names already announced for that BLP Rumble. Also, Saturday, August the 27th, the Janesville Wrestling Alliance Superstars and Collectibles 8 at the Stock Pavilion in Janesville. The JWA Heavyweight Championship is on the line as Iniestra defends against JPH. Plus, you will see Axel Rico against Chico Suave. Saturday night, August the 27th, True Privilege Wrestling presents the showdown at Maywood Park District. Marche Rocket, The Empire, Xavier Sky, K.O. Kendra, and more are already advertised for that show. Also Saturday night, August the 27th, Southland Championship Wrestling presents Dissension at the Shabance Civic Center in Shabance. There'll definitely be a POW Entertainment presence on that show as well as the tag team champions for SCW are Jimmy Blaze and Scott Spade. Sunday afternoon, August the 28th, matinee show, Ileana Pro Wrestling at the VFW Post 311 in Rickton Park. And also, Sunday, August the 28th, All Heel Wrestling and Wicked Effin Wrestling presents their crossover, All Heel Wrestling 4, That'll be at Foley's Bar in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about this show, break down the card with our special guests, The Heathen and Phil Meyer Sr. Coming up next, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Back on Windy City Slam podcast, coming up this Sunday, August the 28th, All Heel Wrestling and Wicked Effin' Wrestling will have a crossover show in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and here to talk about it this week, we welcome for the first time All Heel Wrestling Commissioner, The Heathen, and for the third time, The Voice of Violence, as well as our occasional pay-per-view recapper, no show with Phil. Phil Meyer Sr. Guys, how you doing? Hey, we're doing great. Doing good. Glad to be living, here. Living the dream, Mike. Living the dream, Mike. And Mike, you've been on fire lately, bro. I've been seeing you, bro. Keep killing it, brother. Fresh podcasts every week. Uh, trying to churn out the guests every week. So uh, we're, we're, we are trying to kill it. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. All right. He's in. Let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, I'd, I'd like to learn a little bit more about your background, how you got into wrestling, and how did you get hooked up with All Heel Wrestling? So, like, I mean, you know, I, I, I've always been a wrestling fan, you know, like my whole life. Like, I, I grew up watching it. Um, SmackDown's always been my number one show. I always used to watch growing up. It was, it was like, it was like the thing I got into, you know. And uh, I kind of grew out of it for a little bit when I was like busy working, you know. Like everybody gets caught up with their work life and that kind of lifestyle. And, and, uh, you know, I was working at FedEx at the time and, you know, my friends were doing, uh, uh, up in Wicked Wisco, they were doing a show for WFNW. They're doing a, an eight year show, an eight season show. So I figured, Hey, you know, I told my wife, you know, like, Hey, let's go up to some of these shows and check it out, you know, support my boys, uh, Mo Foley and Pittstein, you know, I known them for a long time, um, back from the rap scene. And, um, we went up and after being there a few times, I ran into uh, King Torch and, you know, we also kind of knew each other from like the Chicago hip hop and rap scene. And so uh, he started talking to me one day and he's like, yeah. So me and a few other guys, we had this plan to try to start this wrestling promotion 
uh, all heel wrestling. And he's like, and we never really got it moving. He's like, I'm trying to get it started up again. You know, do you, would you want to like be interested in doing it? So I was like, yeah, like if you, if you got, you know, uh, he had a logo, he had a page, he had things already going. He just needs someone to help push it and give it some traction. So I was like, yeah, let's go. So we started talking, we talked to, uh, you know, Pitt Stain and Mo Foley, and they actually let us announce like our first ever show in the WF and W ring. And it, it was really cool, you know? So we started deciding like, you know, what roles were going to be. And, and Torch was like, oh man, he's like, you'd make a great commissioner. And then <laughs> the rest writes itself, kind of, you know, here I am, commissioner, the heathen. Really cool. Now you talk about SmackDown. Now what era of SmackDown were you really into? Oh man, like right when it like literally like when it first started, man. You know, that's like that's that's the uh like the whole ruthless aggression era, you know, just getting just getting like real, you know, gritty with the uh the technical matches, you know, matches that didn't need to necessarily go and breaking through a, a table or you know have to be a chair shot, you know. They're, they they kind of went, you know, they were, it was on TV, you know, it was on it was on UPN, you know, so they were more <laughs> a little more TV, they're a little more TV friendly. You know, but that's that's what I that's what I watched, you know, and that's what really got me into it was like, wow, these guys are like, you know, these guys are professionals. These guys are these are talented, you know, like they don't need to just go out there and wallop on each other. Like it was nice to see. That's that's the era I grew up on for SmackDown. Like your Kurt Angles, Eddie Guerrero's, Chris Benoit, yeah. people like that. Yeah, you know, they still they still were edgy, you know, they still know how to they still got gritty and, and violent when they needed to, but you know, when they got into the ring, it was a match. You know, it was a match. All right. Uh, let's get on to the event now. But first, before we get into the card, tell our listeners, either one of you guys, what to expect from the AHW shows you have not been yet. A war. To sum it up simply, a war. All heel wrestling versus WF&W, the crossover, a war. I know we haven't jumped into it yet, but Mike, I got to give you and the people of Windy City Slam a taste, just a, 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 a mere morsel. We have a career versus career match. Mm-hmm. This is something the mag and see, I don't think people understand the magnitude of this match. It's epic. It's it's damn near biblical. It's 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 to me. It's almost biblical, Mike. Heathen, would you agree? Yeah, you know, like piggybacking off what you said, like, you know, a war, you know, like I think that's the difference with like all heel wrestling is that, you know, when two competitors step in the ring, it seems like they really want to, you know, go to war at each other to prove themselves in our ring. For some reason, it just seems like our promotion, our ring has that little bit of something extra that people want to like step into and like really show, show off. Like, I think it's a ring they like to show off in. And I think that's what we, you know, people, you know, should expect, especially from our upcoming show with, you know, WF and W, like he was saying, like uh, Phil was saying, you know, a war, a career versus career, people going at it, you know, cutthroat sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. with the no DQ that WF and W runs with. And Mike, you got to understand, see, it's not too many companies that are ballsy enough to do a crossover show. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about this long before Tony Khan did the <laughs> Forbidden Door. We, we, had this, we had this on paper long before Forbidden Door. But it's one of them things, we're going to take the best guys in our company and we want you to take the best guys in your company and we're going to mash up and see who comes out on top. This isn't one of those things where it's just kind of like whatever. In the indie circuit, we want to see who reigns supreme. All heel, this will be our fourth show. We've done numbers with all of our shows. All heel has definitely proven itself amongst the indie circuit. Going off of what Heathen was saying, it's a lot of people that when they get in our ring, they want to prove something. They have that that chip on their shoulder. They they have that they they become a little bit edgier. They become a little bit more more risque and violent because they have something to prove. And the opponent across the ring 
they're not just going to be a mark. They're not just going to lay down and let them run over them. No, I got something to prove. That's why this show was going to be epic. Excellent. Yeah. From what I've taken from you guys, from the show that I covered back in May, All Heel Wrestling 3 up in North Chicago, and some of the other things that I've seen and heard about the company, every match has some sort of meaning. There's a title on the line. There's a contendership on the line. And there's also for... In this crossover, we have careers on the line. So I, I like the fact that every match tells a story and every match has meaning. A lot of that comes from the wrestlers themselves, you know? Like, you know, they tell us, like, we want to defend. We want to defend our titles. We want to be fighting champions, you know? Like, sometimes we ask, like, hey, who do you want to fight against? You know, we had Vic Capri, Midwestern champion. We asked him, like, who do you want to defend against? And he picked Ricky Reyes to our surprise. And, like, he gave himself a hell of a challenge. And it was a great match. And it's because, again, he wanted something to prove. And we like to have that input from our, especially our champions. You know, they're champions for a reason. So we want to have their input on, you know, what kind of matches, who they want to face, what kind of what kind of stipulations they want to have on matches. Let's make it interesting with the talent's input on it. Bill, any comment on that? I mean, he even said it perfectly. I mean, I, I can reiterate it, but I, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. When you look at what these guys say, like, hey, like, I want Ricky Reyes this match. I want to face the best of the best. Send them my way. And that's just what it is. This is what it is. And as an aside, Vic Capri is the man. Absolute man. One of the top oh, wrestlers yeah. in this area. Applause to him all day. <laughs> the guy's pushing 50 and he's still producing epic matches. You, would, you can never tell. You would never, you would never tell. 50 where? Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, not look yeah. a day over 26. Yeah, I, I look older than him, and I'm two years younger, so. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, yeah, Mike. Don't Capri. do that, Mike. Don't do that, Mike. Vic no, you know, is, uh, we love you, Vic Capri. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Sunday, August the 28th, All Hero Wrestling, Wicked FN Wrestling, The Crossover slash AHW4, Folding Bar, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, Doors at one, bell time at two, and by WFNW rules, all matches are no DQ, even ones involving all heel wrestling stars. So let's start with the card. WFNW scrub championship, we have the champion Greasy D against Trog the Caveman. Oh man, it's it's gonna that's gonna be a good match. Like I'm excited for that because not only is it like our commentator and like Phil's you know partner at the table there, but like Trog the Caveman has been impressing me all over when I've been going checking him out at POW. Like at Lake Morfest, he took on uh Scott Spade and it was it was a good match. Uh Greasy when he won the scrub championship, you know, it was it was in a, a it was a, a ladder match. He had a climb. He grabbed it off the off the uh, the crane they had. It's gonna be a fun match. These two are are two solid wrestlers that um, been been proving themselves for a long time. And and, and for me, it, it's it's fun to have the WFNW Scrub Championship there because it is like their lower belt that they all kind of you know rag on a little bit. So like it, it's great to have Greasy the Scrub be be able to represent the Scrub Championship. Yo, they they even though it is called the Scrub Champ, and I know they make fun of it, that's a yo, that's a privilege to hold. That's oh, a privilege 100%. to hold. It, 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 these and, and and for the people that don't know or may not be aware, this these aren't fluff matches. They're not. Nope. They, they're nowhere near a fluff match. This isn't the the twenty four seven title. No, nowhere near. This is, it, it, and it may be one of the the lower belts for their company. This is a brawler's title to me. To me. To me. Oh yeah. It was a it was like an eight man ladder match to a battle royale to win that title. So like it is it is, you got you gotta you gotta be willing to fight to be that champion. To Absolutely. be the champion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just look, the, just look at the names of the competitor, Gre Greasy D and Trot the Caveman. Right there, okay. These are two grimy, gritty guys. I mean, 
just off the top, you know that's what's going to be. Mm-hmm. Getting to our next match, all here wrestling change of fortune title. This is vacant because the previous champion was Vape God Fletch Malone. Obviously, he didn't like what he did against Mateo Valentine at All Heel 3. So now we have Jax Johnson. Yes, one of my guys. Perfection. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we had to uh, force Fletch Malone to vacate that title. He, <laughs> he was just getting too many Facebook bans by, you know, trying to, try to like... <laughs> try to like inflict act of violence against you know our uh our man here phil and like we just we just weren't going to keep having it so you know we think to teach him a lesson he had to be suspended and being suspended then vacated the title and uh yeah there was you know in in ahw on um, the last the last two shows we really got to see perfection and jacks johnson at nls you know prove themselves in the ring and we liked a lot of what we saw like in the potential of both of those stars and we wanted to give them a chance. The change of fortune can literally change their change you fortune, know, direction yeah. they got going. They can cash Absolutely. in that belt anytime. They could win it. They could win it early on in the show, cash it in later and become champ. You never know. Absolutely. And, and either, man, you're absolutely right. Jax Johnson has been like, ever since you put him on my radar, bro, I've been like, yo. Yeah, go check him out. Check out his matches. Wow. Like, the. The stuff that these competitors do now is mind blowing. It it it, it it's absolutely mind blowing, and it's kind of like I've never seen that. Have you seen that? Oh man, I've never seen that before either. When you look at the level of intensity and athleticism that they bring to the wrestling circuits now, it's it's, it's bar none. It's bar none. It's bar none. And a side note, I'm glad to see that justice was served from the commissioners to, to the vape guy. Thank you. Thank you very much, you know, because we don't we don't tolerate that type of nonsense at all, Heal. <laughs> and Jax Johnson, too, on a little bit of a side. I saw him wrestle a one-on-one match at Chicago Star Wrestling back in April against Josh Woods and the guys from ROH and now in AEW. An amazing match. Jax ended up cheating to win the match, but, I mean, he took it right to him. Very competitive match, and he's just got a high ceiling, I think, Jax Johnson. You know, Mike, you you remember uh, Jax Johnson could have a match with a broomstick and make the broomstick look good. Like, that that's how dope he is. And to give someone those type of accolades, like Bret Hart, Got those type of accolades. Shawn Michaels got those type of accolades. Chris Benoit, Jericho. There's very few people that have received those type of accolades. Jax Johnson is one of those people that deserves it. The kid that's really coming up fast in this business. I really like him. Let's move on to the number one contendership for the AHW Midwestern Championship. And they're two really, really good guys. CJ Cole, a guy I was really impressed with when I saw him a few months ago. And as well as Armando Alvarez, who is really coming on up in the Wisconsin scene. Yeah, so, you know, uh, both competitors uh, kind of spoke to us about wanting another shot, wanting an opportunity to prove us, to prove themselves again. They uh, unfortunately suffered a loss last time in, in the all-heel ring, and they were, they were like, they wanted another shot. And we were like, you know what, maybe you guys want something to prove. Maybe you guys can prove something against each other. And the winner from that will earn a shot for the Midwestern Championship. Because right now, the Midwestern Championship is hot in the AHW. So, you know, there's a lot of talk and buzz about it. So it's like, hey, if these guys want to try to prove themselves, they can prove themselves against each other in a match. And, you know, to, to further entice them, they get a shot at the Midwestern title uh, in, in, uh, in November. So when I heard that they had something to prove, I, I, I was like, wait, what? Like, I literally called Heathen. I was like, wait, what? Like, I, I, I think I misread your text. I need you to verbally say it to me. When you look at that match, what do they have left to prove at all? After all heel three, what left do they have to prove? Again, this is this is new age wrestling from new age competitors that are 
absolutely amazing in their craft. Like the imaginations and the athletic prowess that these guys have. What 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 else do you have left to prove? What what, what I I don't even know what they could do differently at four than what they did at three. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I have no idea what they need to prove because they have proven everything already. Already. They they want that representation of holding gold above their head. That's what it is. So I figured the best way is give them that uh, chance to prove themselves. Absolutely. First, you know, number one contender, first guy to get the pinfall, gets that opportunity come November at the next and, show. And this is, this is going to be a high-flying, technical, smash-mouth match. It just is. If you blink, you're going to miss it. This is is almost, and Heathen, you're going to like this, this is Goku versus Vegeta just about. (laughs) This is some Dragon Ball Z-type match where you can't blink or you'll miss something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Two two super uh, talented and fast competitors. It's going to be a fast action match uh, match for sure. And going from fast action to just downright uh, aggression, the AHW Tag Team Championships. We have the Haters defending against Ghetto Gear Solid, and hopefully this time from ringside taking pictures. Paulie Tomaselli won't throw somebody on. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you definitely yeah. got to be careful. It would be yeah. raining bodies for sure in that match. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the like that <laughs> needs to be that needs to be the theme song for that match. That's the theme song for that match for sure. This is another. This is going to be another war. Like you yeah, got to support on the ring. Yes, <laughs> like like. I don't know what, what else we can add to reinforce the ring. You got Ghetto Gear Solid. You got the haters. You got two solid tag teams that gel so well with one another. But then also they have so much to – they got so much in the tank. Th- this could borderline almost be like an Iron Man tag match. Oh, yeah. This is this is definitely going to be a match full of a lot of close calls because these are all like a lot of big dudes who could deliver the big power hits, but it's going to take a lot to put any one of those four contenders down. It'll be an awesome match. And now we turn the page, the AHW Midwestern Championship, and both of these guys have been previous guests on Windy City Slam podcast. We have interim champion Cody James. AHW's new legal counsel, attorney Eric Schultz. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I I, I appreciate the uh the recognition for the interim Midwestern thank you, Mike. champion. Mike, thank that's you, why Mike. we love you, Mike. That's why we love you, bro. Cody James is the true interim Midwestern champion in all heel wrestling. It was very simple. This match came about. Because though, without getting too much into it, there was some shady business and Vic Capri unfortunately lost the title after winning the match and then restarting it. it totally cheated. Totally cheated. He cheated. So he was cheated. So, you know, cheated. So I had to make sure I got our title back. And when we went to Northland, when we went to one of their events, I, I got the title back. I didn't steal anything because I made sure I cleared it with our new legal counsel, Eric Schultz. And he assured me that because we never sanctioned that match, that Cody James didn't have a right to actually carry the belt. So we were like, well, he's going to want to have it. He's going to want to take it back. So we were like, what are we going to do come August? And Eric Schultz was like, don't worry, leave it to me. I'm going to take care of this Cody James issue for you. And that's why King Torch, owner of All Heel Wrestling, was more than happy to hire him on as the official legal counsel for all heel wrestling going forward. And Mike, as you see right here, ladies and gentlemen, in this beautiful manila folder that I am holding is the contract, as well as all the legal rights, all the paperwork of everything that states, heathen, 
us as well as towards myself did not steal anything. Now these are confidential. These are confidential. Unfortunately, I cannot show you the contents of these documents, Mike and Wendy city slam people, but just know that they are legally notarized. They are Cody James is not our champ. He's the interim champ. Cody James is the substitute teacher. On like a Friday. <laughs> on like a Friday. Like, do you guys remember when you were in school and it was that Friday and it was pizza day and it was pizza and movie day and then there was a sub that did not want to give you pizza and movie day. They wanted to do math and, and, and reading. That's Cody James. That's Cody James. Not our champion. Not our champ. He all Cody James needs is a top hat and a monocle, and he looks like the planter's peanut guy. <laughs> and he's really intimidating in my school. It was just havoc. I mean, it's like an AHW show come to life. That's what having a in grammar school is like. Yeah. <laughs> you get it, Mike. You're you're here with us. You're here with us. All right. Next match we have a triple threat match and two titles are on the line and the winner takes all the FNW championship world championship and the AHW hybrid championship we have Mo Foley representing Wicked FN Wrestling we have Percy Drews representing the AHW brand with the hybrid title as well as Mikey Wilde coming into this match it should be pretty crazy yeah so you know uh, Percy he's a fighting champion Percy Drews yes. he's, he's an amazing talent Yes, and he is. When he won that, when he won that championship against Dysfunction, he really wanted to to expand on the championship. That's why the hybrid championship came about. He didn't want to just have regular matches. He wanted the matches to be a step above having a, a just a normal match. Let's add stipulations. Let's add value, different values to it. So when we were trying to come up with a, a good crossover match for this show. Uh, we were like, well, who would be a great talent to put it up against Percy Drews? And we were like, well, none other than Mo Foley from WFNW. Like, their best representation, their rep their best representative. You know, it's he's their he's their world champions. And both gentlemen decided to put the titles on the line. They were like, you know, let you know, let screw it, let's go. Winner takes all. And so we answered back to them, like, all right, well, if you guys want to go and have a challenge and, and throw all the belts on the line, well, we're going to throw a curveball in here. And we called up Mikey Wild. He answered us back, and he was like, let's go. And, yeah. and this is going to be a, a crazy triple threat. No DQ, two titles on the line. Like, literally, these guys are going to put everything they got, like, you know, <laughs> in the in the tank against each other, it's going to be hard hitting, fast action. I I expect I expect some tables, some splinters to be flying. It's it's going to be a good one. This 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 is almost like three Tasmanian devils from like the yeah. Mary Melodies cartoons. This is going to be three Tasmanian devils going against one another and. I gotta, I gotta tip my hat to Percy Drews. I, I have the Tiger Prince. This cat does not want anything less than the best. No, he didn't want nothing handed to him. Yeah, and and if you step in the ring with him, he he demands the best out of you. He demands it. He demands it. This, yo, I. I there's so many bright things that I see for all the competitors in this match, but man, he just has that edge. He has that hunger. He has that attitude. He wants it more. He needs it more. He needs to prove it not only to himself, but to others. This is going to be a match that could end up with the pinfall ending up in the bar. <laughs> like, yeah, this might, this might be, match you, never right here. you never know. Cause these, these three guys are, like he was saying, Percy Drews, he's willing to put everything he's got into a match. You got Mo Foley, who's willing to sacrifice. He's willing to sacrifice everything he's got to win a match. And you got Mikey Wild, and he's a he's a firecracker. He's he's surprising. Yeah. If you've never seen him in a match, he's a guy that you don't think could do some high flying and and some fast action moves. And he's he's explosive. I think that's the best way to put it. He's explosive. And, and 
fun to watch, very explosive. Absolutely. Like you you know what's you know what's crazy, Mike and Heathen, and correct me if I'm wrong. And Heathen kind of said it best, like they're they're willing to sacrifice their body. They're willing to put it all on. I've never seen any other competitors willing to put more on the line aside from them three. Yeah, definitely. Like you, the things we've seen Mo Foley do. Oh, the man. things we've seen Mikey Wild do. Like it's almost hard to even fathom. Like yo, you, yo, you still, you still want another match? Like. These guys are willing to keep going and going and going where the average man would stop. They're willing to go above and beyond. Like it's, it's nuts, Mike. Yeah, that's not, there's there's, there's going to be no easy pinfall in this one. No, easy nowhere pinfall. near, nowhere near, nowhere near. And speaking of above and beyond, now you have the all wrestling women's championship. And we saw three of these four women at the last show, compete against each other. But now it's a fatal four-way. We have champion Raven Radix, and she's defending against Leslie Nabunica, Kenzie James. We're adding in Celine Gray, who's subbing for Sky Blue. Yeah. So, like, you know, the last show, that was one of our most talked-about matches yes. on, on our YouTube channel for All Heel Wrestling. That is our most-watched match is Raven Radix, Leslie Lamineka, and Kenzie James. Like, so we were like, let's run it back. You know, we were going to, we were going to just run it back. And uh, King Torch was like, you know, let's, let's mix it up. Let's make it a fatal four way and let's not have it be a, a elimination style. Let's have it just be an actual fatal four way. And yeah, you know, you know, things happen in the world of wrestling. So we, you know, we weren't able to have sky blue, you know, but we have Celine Gray, who's very great substitute and, everyone's ready for this match. Like I know Kenzie, Kenzie James is, is hard up for this match. She, she attacked Raven Radix at the mm -hmm. last show after she won uh, Raven Radix. I mean, that's why she wanted this match. Cause she wanted, she wanted Kenzie James. She wanted, she wants revenge on her. Yep. Um, and then you got Leslie Lamineka who, who told us like, she's ready to show a, a whole different side. Like she, I, it kind of, that got me, that got me worried a little bit. So we were like, you know what? Since that's our most watched and talked, one of our most talked about matches, let's run it back. Let's throw in Celine Gray. Let's throw it, make it a fatal four way. And I, I think it's going to be another most watched match from once it's up on YouTube. I, I, dude, I couldn't agree with you more. And shout out to the ladies. Yo, shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies. Yo, fellas, watch back. Because these ladies pulling out all the stops. All Last time I checked, over, over 700 views on YouTube. That's the most watched one we have Man. on our YouTube channel. Man, and, and Heathen, I'm with you. When Leslie Lamineka said, like, yo, I, yo, it's a different side I'm bringing to this match. Yeah. I, I got intimidated. I'm not even in the match. I'm, 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 I'm you're, close, you're close enough, so it's worrisome. <laughs> yo, yo, it's it's kind of like, to worry. <laughs> and the thing of it is, they step it up each and every time. They get they get better and better and better and better and better. It's it's it, it's man, uh, another Dragon Ball reference. Their power levels are over nine thousand. <laughs> like, it, it's amazing. It's amazing what the ladies are doing in wrestling as a whole. And for this type of monumental match to be taking place at all heel? Oh, yeah. I'm speechless, Mike. I'm speechless. It could go any way. It could go any way. The odds are not in anyone else's favor. This isn't, oh, well, the champ is. No, it. This is like. She's going to have to get pinned to lose the title. Yep. No, exactly. Exactly. And you got four hard hitting iron fist wrestlers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Four of the best. Four of the best. Man.
Looking forward to that one. And I'm also looking forward to this great clash of styles for the All Heel Wrestling World Championship. We have the champion, the defending champ, Gunner Wicks, the One Man Riot Squad, taking out the Fat Femme Asian Sensation, Mateo Valentine. You, you so, talk about a match. Yeah, go ahead. Take you talk turn. about a clash of styles. You talk yeah. about. Power versus speed, speed versus power. This match gives me anxiety. <laughs> it lightweight gives me anxiety because, again, there's no telling which way the tides could turn. It doesn't favor either one. Where Mateo is known for his speed. Mateo has power. Where Gunner is known for his power, Gunner has speed. So it's literally the immovable object versus the 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 Irresistible I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said that the wrong way, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the immovable object versus the other immovable object. What do you do? What do you do? What can yeah, you do? I, I think I think you say I think you say it pretty good. You know, a clash of styles. You got the strength of Gunner Wicks, and you got the, the uncanny, like unique fighting style that you know Mateo brings. And I think within that unique fighting style, he's able to deliver this this kind of like hidden power, this hidden strength he has. And he he likes to get into the head of his competitors. He that's he's he's gonna try to catch Gunner slipping in this match. Gunner's going to need to be on top of his game. Like, this is the reason I made uh, Mateo Valentine number one contender because Gunner Wicks has been dominating in all heel wrestling. And I, I think, like, Mateo, with all the heart he has, like, the, the guy always seems to be able to manage to get up every time he gets knocked down and his unique fighting style and the mind games. I'm I'm hoping Mateo is a, is a good challenge. And, I don't know who's going to win. I'm not sure who's going to come out on top, but this was a match that I was like happy and excited to like see and I wanted to make happen. So I was able to you know, kind of make Mateo number one contender. And here we are, August 28th. It's happening. And cheap pop real quick. Mateo Valentine, a previous two-time guest on Windy City Slam podcast. And if you want to go back and check out the archives, go ahead, wherever you find your podcasts, or at WindyCitySlam.com. And as for Mateo, amazing talent. And yeah, he could use the mind games, but he's a guy pretty technically sound, too. I mean, he can – Mateo can pull a pin out of nowhere and just shut mm -hmm. him Yeah, I mean, just going back, like I said, that unique fighting style, you know, like it's 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 a, it catches you off guard. And then he, next thing you know, you're getting you're getting suplexed with a – a beautiful bridge pin, yes. you know, yeah. like it's one of the best yeah. bridge pins I, I see, like you know, in in the in the in the indie scene right now in Chicago. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. It you know what Mateo, where Mateo is so dangerous, and this is a phenomenal matchup. But where Mateo is dangerous is he not only has the mind games he also has the speed he has the agility he has the power he has the ability to look pin one two three done he gets the crowd on his side he knows yeah. how to work the crowd work the energy you know and above all else and above all else heart yeah mateo has more heart than anyone i've seen in the squared circle for a long time did you agree, Heather? I agree to that completely. That's why he's number one contender, named by me. I, the heart, the the heart that he has, that that I'm not gonna give up mindset. The John Cena never give up. Yo, <laughs> like that. That's what makes him a threat to Gunner. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then we have one final match. You guys kind of referred to it a little earlier on the show. Career versus career. We have Pittston against JP. Yeah, this there's a lot to say about this match. These are two guys that I've known for a long time, in, in the ring, outside the ring. And there's always been that, that level of, of respect between them, but always that level of who has the most bragging rights in WF&W. Mm -hmm. And 
it wasn't until recently we got a little further insight of what this match is fully about. Well, Pip Stain cut an awesome promo, and he wanted to make sure JP understood what this match was about. It's about bragging rights. It's about the OG title, OG WFNW title. He feels he feels uh, cheated. He feels JP doesn't have like Pip Stain feels JP doesn't have a right to uh, carry and and brandish that OG title. Even though they have a new title, and that's Mo Foley, he's the champion, there's that OG bragging rights title. Like, it's, it's just something that if, if you knew and followed WFNW for a long time, um, it, it, it's something that's it's iconic for that, that promotion. It's almost like the big gold belt. It, it's something a lot of people would recognize from that promotion. And, and these two guys definitely are going to duke it out for bragging rights. So this is Godzilla versus King Kong to me. Yeah, if you, if if uh if uh Pitch Tank could breathe fire and uh King Kong lived in a trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 no, like this is this is one of those matches and for a lot of people you have to understand career versus career. That's livelihood versus livelihood. Means it's that much more sweeter. It's that much more precious. And you know what? Now, now, if you're not familiar with JP, get in tune with JP. Hard hitting. Mouth of the Midwest. I mean, yo, JP. Where's a fanny pack? And JP is the truth. JP is the truth. But in that promo, we saw a side of pit stain that I don't think many people have ever seen. No. Very methodical. That methodical, calm, calculated, maniacal, manipulative side of yes. pit. That's what it's kind of like, uh-oh. He knows the only way to get that OG title away from JP is to give is to entice him with something and mm-hmm. and and shutting him up and or the ability to shut up the other wrestler at the end of the match with uh with ending their career was enough for JP to say, All right, I agree to this match. I want to shut Pitch Tane up, you know? Mm-hmm. He, He's the mouth of the Midwest. He wants to shut. He wants to shut Pitch Stain up. He doesn't. He doesn't want him talking no more about this OG title and how he was robbed of it. This is a serious match that you know. At the end of it, one guy is going to walk away, still able to compete in the ring, and one guy's giving it all up. This is going to be a flat out dog fight. Flat out. All right, guys. Um, we could probably talk all day and night about this car and about everything else, and we'll definitely have to have you guys back on down the line, maybe to talk about some WWE and AEW stuff as well. Oh, absolutely. But Hell yeah. I'd like to, for you guys to offer up your social media, and then one of you can also let us know how people can get tickets to this great AHWWFNW crossover show. All right, so uh, pretty easy to find anything all heel wrestling, uh, even a quick link to tickets. You could just go online and go to Shorby, which is S-H-O-R dot B-Y, backslash backslash ahw in all caps and it'll bring you to a like a link tree window and it has our social media it has our uh it should have the current uh link to the event page and it does have the current link for the ticket presets oh you can find me at uh the heathen on facebook literally just search the heathen if you type in heathen you'll find one of my brands of websites that i run or pages i run uh, Instagram, I am at Thomas underscore heathen. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, you know, I got to do me, baby. I got to do me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am Phil Meyer Sr., a.k.a. Cat Knight, the great one, also known as No Chill with Phil, the voice of violence for all heel wrestling. Windy City Slam, Mike Pankow, thank you so much for allowing all heel to grace your show yet again. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow Windy City Slam wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Also, follow The Heathen, The Heathen's Basement, 420 Nurses, All Heel Wrestling, all of the above, anything, everything that has anything to do with All Heel Wrestling, you can find us on any and all social media platforms. Also, shameless plug for my bro, if you are looking for artwork, graphics, a photographer, a videographer, anything and everything that you need for all of your services the heathen can provide please reach out to the heathen on all social media platforms even on myspace ladies follow me <laughs> on christian mingle <laughs> i'm a little bit of anywhere everywhere we thank y'all so much make sure you follow windy city slam mike pancow is the man that is it mike all right. The Heathen, Phil, thank you for your time, and we'll see you soon. Fun conversation with The Heathen and No Chill with Phil, Phil Meyer Sr., and that should be a really crazy fun event this weekend up in Lake Geneva. All Heel Wrestling and Wicked Effin' Wrestling presents their crossover show, AHW4 at Foley's Bar. Alright, next week, we'll recap some of the action from that show. Plus, we're going to preview the big week ahead in Chicago Wrestling, including AEW's All Out. And we'll have a very special guest, still to be announced, but we're going to have somebody here next week, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. <laughs>